What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. In this episode, I'm going to dive into my top five things that I feel that wedding filmmakers should stop doing in their edits to truly take their films to the next level. So in this episode, I'm going to cover the importance of not including everything, how to be intentional with the moments and shots that you do include, taking the wedding film beyond just the wedding day, shifting the wedding film formula in a significant way, and providing couples with more than just a wedding film, but a true treasure that reflects their life together. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive right in. And before I do dive in, I just want to preface, I am battling a little bit of a cold, so thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for joining this week's episode. I did post a more abridged version of the topic that I'm going to talk about today over on my YouTube channel, so if you want to go check that out, if you are more of a, of a visual learner, uh, the YouTube channel is going to be great for you to uh, see everything that I'm talking about in today's episode. But if you are on the road, you're heading to a wedding, you are just trying to decompress from the stressors of everyday entrepreneurship, then I'm happy to spend that time with you guys today. So without further ado, let's go ahead and talk about number one of the things that I feel that wedding filmmakers should stop including in their wedding films. So the first thing is how about everything? And what I mean by this is, you know, we tend to overthink what should be included, that we end up adding everything for the sake of just making our couple happy, for the sake of filling in that space, trying to reach that desired length in our contract. And we do it all for really the main reason is just to make sure our couples are happy. And, you know, while we do want them to be happy, we also want to create films that leave an impact that really captures the essence of who they are. And I got to be honest, it's really hard to capture essence and personality if we're including 15 hair and makeup shots or the makeup artist paint sets or all the table settings, the family pictures, cake cutting, jump cuts of the introductions or the ceremony space, the shoe game, really all the unremarkable moments that happen on a wedding day. And what this ends up doing is it actually creates a very cookie cutter wedding film instead of an inspiring one. So what we need to do is stop including everything and just remove moments that don't add to the story of who this couple is. So just start removing most of the traditional moments. Actually, let me back up. I want to challenge you guys. Go to like a, a wedding film that you've edited recently and just look at it and think, okay, what's like unremarkable about this? Like all these shots that I've included, what can I remove to make this film so much more than a wedding film or a film that really does highlight more personality? And in my opinion, that's like detail shots. That is like shots of the dress, of the stationery, of, you know, really, I mean, the reception tables and um, just moments that are just those traditional wedding day moments, but they don't really have any character to them, if that makes sense. And then after you've removed all of that, that fat from your film, look at your film from a larger perspective and ask yourself, 
How can I make this better? And how can I go deeper? How can I make this more than a wedding film? And in my opinion, I feel like setting up a session with the couple uh, after the wedding day or even before the wedding day, just capturing a day in their life together, capturing them in their elements and just outside of normal wedding day uh, to-dos. Because in my opinion, the wedding film formula itself, if we want it to evolve, if we want it to be elevated, then we have to look at weddings as more than just one day. But we have to look at it as a multi-day event. And that's how we are able to really capture the essence of a couple's journey together because we're not focused on just all of the content that we can capture on a given wedding day. We are focused on, uh, how can I tell this couple's story beyond this day? And story sessions and just doing more outside of the wedding day is really how you achieve that. So diving into number two. Now, this might be controversial. This might be, well, it definitely is subjective. But in my opinion, drone shots are just getting kind of boring. Am I the only one that feels that way? I don't know. I, I feel like drone shots were, we as filmmakers, and I am certainly to blame in this regard because it, it, it's just like the, the rite of passage, I guess, when you make wedding films. It's like, oh yeah, we got to start with a drone shot, right? We got to show the, the epic landscape of the venue with some ethereal music, get that cinematic artistry really pumping through in this film right from the start. And then we look back at it and we're like, oh, Gosh, every single one of my films starts with a drone shot. And I think we're evolving. I think we're getting better at recognizing that, okay, this is kind of overused. It's kind of a trend and we, we can do more. We can, we can really captivate and hit on those emotional levels within the first 15 seconds without having to use a drone shot. And, you know, let me just say, I mean, drones are awesome. I mean, they, they are. You know, I, I love flying them. I love just seeing all the shots that you're able to capture. But when it comes to wedding films and starting your film with a drone shot every single time, it, it just feels kind of boring to me. And it's just, it's very predictable. And I think if we can get out of making predictable wedding films, that's where we're going to start really elevating our, our end product. Um, because at the end of the day, I mean... Drones aren't going to go anywhere. I mean, couples are still going to be super adamant about having this captured, um, especially the grooms. Guys love drones. I mean, they just do. Every time a groom asks me if I like if I use drones, I mean, it's kind of like a selling point, honestly, because if you don't, then they're like, oh, well, we need to find a videographer that does. So I'm not saying throw away the drone, sell it. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just wanting you guys to think about how you can be more intentional with how you use these shots. And for me, I firmly believe that as long as this drone shot is serving and progressing the story that you're trying to tell, then obviously it's going to be a lot more impactful when you do use and incorporate these shots. But the truth is people empathize with people. And by catering more towards showing character and personality at the start of your film, this is going to lead to a more engaging and relatable story. So use your drone shots more for the world that you're building instead of trying to hook people with it. So unless the location is super exotic and, you know, it's a destination wedding and couples who are 
booking this venue they want to see like just that epic landscape and like that is where you go drone crazy um but for the more small town weddings and uh, you know your your local weddings and every run of the mill wedding just try not to put so much emphasis on drones um again i think if you just stick to starting your film with uh, focusing on the couple's personality, um, trying to relate to the broader audience, not just your couple, but everyone else that's going to be watching these films and, and judging whether or not they want to reach out to you and book you. The more you can really create that emotional connection from the start, the better that you are, um, the better that your films are going to be. Diving into number three, and that is overusing transitions. So my first and second year as a wedding filmmaker, I, for whatever reason, loved rack focusing. <laughs> Literally every shot was a rack focus shot. You know, you a couple want some detail shots. That's a rack focus. I'm getting some portraits of the couple kissing by the lake. Okay, we're rack focusing that, of course. You know, this was just my thing. You know, some filmmakers had fancy sliders. I rack focused every shot. And honestly, it, it is kind of crazy to me that for whatever bizarre reason, I kept getting hired, even though couples were seeing these films. I'm like, you're watching this film, right? You know that it goes blurry, then in focus every single frame. Okay, cool. I mean, hey, if that's what you like, I, I'm all for it. So that's great. But the main point for this tip is just to be careful with overusing these transitions. Mainly your cross dissolves and your fade to blacks. You know, now along with my like rack focus escapades, I would also cross dissolve everything. Um, and in my opinion, what this does, it, it just kind of cheapens the look and value of your films, especially when it's overused. And I think the main purpose of using this transition is to showcase really the passage of time. So to start your film, to end your film, to transition from one part of your story to the next while keeping the viewer engaged. So instead of using those crosses, dissolves, and fades with every single frame or every other frame, really work on building out your shots and sequences without any transitions. This is going to help you get better at really building a linear story. And it's okay if the first few films that you're creating is very chronological. You really just want to get more experience piecing together the puzzle pieces from the day and crafting a cohesive story something that makes sense something that just feels natural the pacing is good everything is just flowing together in the way that it should and i think over time you'll, you once you get familiar with really building those scenes you'll get better at recognizing patterns and your story instinct will be sharpened to really help you choose the best path for your story. Number four, audio is so much more important than good visuals. What couples really value the most, especially in my experience, is being able to hear the people most important to them. So if you want your films to stand out, it starts by recognizing that the dialogue you capture on the wedding day is pivotal if you want to create emotion-driven wedding films and avoid creating just another wedding film highlight. Now, I know one of the biggest dilemmas that we all face as wedding filmmakers, especially in the early days, is 
filming weddings with couples that don't really give you a ton of emotion. They're not super vulnerable. They don't do any handwritten vows. Everything's just very traditional and mundane. There's no real just emotional uh, content that's going on. And that can be a downer. That can be defeating at times. But one thing that every couple has is personality. And while the couple may not be the most vulnerable, heart on their sleeve, they still have a personality. And by understanding who they are, that's going to help you tell their story in a more intentional way. Maybe you don't put an emphasis on the ceremony or the speeches. Maybe you're putting more of an emphasis on how they interact with different members of the day, like their family, their friends, all of these areas. So it's just about knowing your couple. And one way that I do this for my business and my couples is by utilizing a wedding day questionnaire. You know, there's only so much you can do throughout your time with every couple and a questionnaire, just a running document is really the best way to refresh your memory, to dive into really their heart, what they're most excited about, what they value the most, what matters most to them, just all the things that really help you get to know these people. And I have a free download if you're interested in seeing what I use and seeing what that looks like. You can find that in the description. Head over to the YouTube channel. You can find it there as well. But really the main goal is just to put an emphasis on capturing quality audio on the wedding day and infusing those real sounds, the ambience, the atmosphere, the personality between your characters. By doing this, your films are going to take shape And it's going to help you truly tell the story of who this couple is in an authentic way. And the last is you are the artist, not your couple. One of the biggest mistakes that I ever made that will probably haunt me for life is when I first got going, I let a lot of my couples dictate the art that I created instead of working towards building something from my own perspective. It can be so easy to fall into this trap because when you first get started, you really lack the fundamentals of communicating the value of what you are doing. And this can lead down the road of pretty much them hiring themselves as the creative director and you're just kind of the hired help. But I get it because like in the early stages of you figuring this whole thing out, figuring out the business side, figuring out the technical, filmmaking, editing, all of those things, it's a, it's a lot to wrap your head around. So in the early stages, you're not really thinking about any situations like this that could actually happen. Um, you're just trying to secure the booking, for one. You're trying to make your, them happy. You're trying to build your portfolio. But in my opinion, your portfolio can become pretty lackluster really quick when you let the couple steer the ship on every creative decision. And this can be insanely discouraging. It can be defeating, exhausting, and most times really demeaning because you are the artist and you want to create films that inspire you, that make your couple happy, that leave an impact and all of those things. And so when you're having a couple say, no, this is how I want it to go. This is the music I want you to use. This is uh, the shots that I want you to use. I want you to remove this, add in this do all these things. And it's just like real quick, it can become so frustrating and make you not even want to do weddings at all. And so really that boils down to finding yourself as an artist, finding your identity, your style, 
and your mark and your unique stamp on this industry. And it's not always easy to do. And so one way that has really helped me in my business, there's a book that I absolutely love and I read it probably every few months just to refresh my memory. It is called Steal Like an Artist by Austin Kleon. It's a great read that really applies to finding your way as an artist in a way that's true to you and to the people that inspire you. Because in essence, when you first get started, you really want to study other filmmakers and styles that do inspire you. You want to reverse engineer their process to learn how they do things, how they package their films together. And then you want to go do the same thing from three other filmmakers. And what happens is when you finally have all of these different styles, you have all of these different techniques and things that inspire you, you'll have an amalgamation of like 10 different artists packaged into one film, into one style. And then you'll never really have a couple question or tell you the way a film should go because, because they are hiring you based on your unique style and the feelings that you impart in your work. They will trust you as an artist because you make them feel and because you have found your unique voice in this vast sea of creators. And that is the five things that I feel that we as filmmakers, wedding filmmakers specifically, should stop doing and including in our films so that we can really take them to the next level. Hopefully this resonated and brought value to you in some way. If it did, I would honestly love to hear from you guys. Let me know how you're liking everything. If you're enjoying episodes like this, if it really does bring you value week after week, month after month, I would love to hear from you guys. So thanks so much for being a supporter, for giving me your time today. I appreciate it. And as always, guys, keep creating and telling beautiful stories. And we'll see you in the next one.